Welcome to the Road Racers Podcast at www.roadracerspodcast.com. Now, get ready for the drop of the green flag. Welcome to the Road Racers Podcast. This is Derek Ross, your host of Road Racers Podcast. That's cars racing on road courses. Left turns, right turns, up through the gears, down through the gears, on the brakes, on the gas, sliding around, having a good time, rain or shine. Hey, and if you're not a big road racing fan, maybe just hang out for a bit, see how you like it. Strap into your seats, let's go to the track, let's talk to some people, have some fun when it comes to the world of road racing. Sitting in the paddock at Daytona with uh, Vic Rice. Hey, Derek, good to see you again. Good to see yeah. you. Haven't seen you for a while. Just uh, to sit down and chat and tell the world what's going on in 2007 for you and uh, what you've been up to. Well, the Stevenson Motorsports uh, Group, uh, John Stevenson and his wife Susan, based out of Jacksonville, North Carolina, have uh, expanded to a two car team. And it's rather unusual. Instead of two identical cars, they've got sort of two. Uh, stepbrothers, I would call them. I mean, one is a live axle uh, Jericho Riggins chassis, and then the new car this year is a Crawford-built uh, Corvette with a transaxle. So the cars are both Corvette, and they've got mirror image uh, graphics on them. So to the untrained eye, they look identical, but uh, they're really not identical. So I'm, uh, I'm going to drive uh, the Riggins chassis for the time being, and we'll see, uh, see where that leads. And now on the way to the track, your excitement started apparently before you got to the track. Yes, it did. And that's a little bit more stress than the team uh, or anybody else involved, for that matter, really wants when you're starting a weekend like this. Uh, They had worked unbelievably long hours, about two weeks straight of days and nights to get both cars ready. And they can't get the two cars into one single transporter. So they've got two transporters, and one of them is brand new. So the brand new transporter left second and about 90 miles out of Jacksonville, North Carolina, the driver all of a sudden had rear brake lock up and looked at his mirrors and saw flames and said, "Uh oh, this isn't good. Pulled it to the side and went back and uh, fought and extinguished a fire that was a brake fire. So I had somewhat of a catastrophic brake failure and had to fly in a bunch of replacement parts and uh, finally uh, got all of that rebuilt and got back underway, but about a day late. And there's about 10 hours of work to do on the car, which they had hoped to do yesterday at the track, which, of course, put us behind. And consequently, we have not seen the track yet today. We'll be out at uh, the 6.30 evening practice for the first time. I was going to say, you've got a smile on your face, which is, uh, which is pretty big considering you haven't been on track yet. So. Well, it's not like this is my first rodeo. I've done this a number of times. I've certainly been through racing where you know, stuff is not ready or just stuff happens. And uh, some of it's unavoidable, such as this incident with the, uh, with the hauler and the brakes. But... You know, it's good to get that out of the way before the race weekend, and, and if not, at least get it out before the race day starts. That's what I always say. If you have a hard time getting to the track, everything once you get to the track will hopefully go smooth. Let's hope so. <laughs> so for, for 2007, are you going to be in the car again later? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm going to be in for the full season. As it stands right now, I think they're only going to take uh, one car down to Mexico City, and that would be with... Uh, Mark Bunting, last year's uh, GT champion, co-champion with Andy Lally, and uh, his co-driver for this year, uh, which is uh, Dominic Cicero III. Right. Dominic and I drove a couple of times together last year. He's a good young kid, uh, very quick, uh, mainly from a single-seater background. But I think the two of them are going to do, uh, do extremely well uh, once they get this new car sorted. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be there pushing them every step of the way. Well, and I'm sure some people listening are going, Vic Rice, sounds like an interesting guy. Uh, why do I know the name? Where have I seen him before? I know I first came across you uh, 
back in the original performing days of the GT America series. Yeah. When you were out on track kicking butt against uh, all the, the guys a third of your age. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I've seen you at Daytona, I think, a number of years ago, remember correctly, in the, the Mosler. Yeah. And a uh, number of Porsches. Uh, what have been some of your, I, I know you, you're a, a Daytona veteran. What, what have been some of your uh, your favorite moments here? Well, I've, I've had a lot of good moments and some not so good moments here at Daytona. I think this is my 15th or 16th Rolex 24. Uh, best finish I've ever had has been a fourth, but I've driven everything from uh, prototype cars back in the uh, the world sports car days to uh, you know uh, GT3 Porsches to uh, GT2 twin turbo uh, the Rook fabulous Rook Porsche uh, the Mosler which you mentioned which was the fastest car that I've driven here in a straight line right. it was I think Shane Lewis and I had that thing at 201 miles an hour through the trial problem was it was like a bad marriage the front half of the car didn't communicate real well with the back so it would uh, cause us some problems but that, that's where talent yeah. comes in right <laughs> yeah well we we chase that thing around uh, chasing our tail a lot but uh, we've had a lot of fun i've had a lot of fun here but i've had a lot of fun at other tracks as well this wouldn't necessarily be uh where i've had the best success and most most fun i had a great run in an lmp1 car a couple of years ago with uh Mike Lewis and Tommy Drizzy. The car was a bit old. It was a Riley and Scott, but we had a sixth-place finish in the 12 Hours of Sebring, and that's uh, when there was a lot of really top-notch competition. Uh, I've had the good fortune over the years to, to run at Le Mans with Callaway and uh, had good results at a fourth place in the FIGT 24 Hours of uh, Spa uh, when myself and a Frenchman did the last 12 hours because one of our drivers got disqualified in the middle of the night. Uh, probably the most fun race is the 24 hours of Nürburgring where they start 230, 240 cars. Uh, it's absolutely a hoot. You've got 300,000 people that are camped out around the track and uh, they're very passionate about it. You've got cars that you will never see in North America or actually you'll never see outside of Germany. Uh, I've driven there three times, uh, all in Porsche 911s, and uh, we, I've had one podium finish in one of the uh, tune-up races, which is sort of what got me the ride in the 24 hours. Uh, and the 24 hours uh, with Shane Lewis, again, we had a 19th overall out of 230 starters. I think we were fifth in uh, class, so uh, for a privateer effort, that was pretty good. And Fantastic. A real hoot. When you say tune-up race, like the week before or a month it before? It was a or? month before uh, because they don't allow you to show up and uh, drive, at least in that category of car, uh, if you don't have any prior uh, Nordsch life experience. Right. Uh, so I went, and the team uh, that I was going to drive for, they had a, a, a VLN, which is their uh, German endurance series, and uh, so I went to drive as sort of a fill-in third driver uh, with two customers of this, uh, this group, and kind of closed it out didn't have any radio contact at the end it was getting dark and was feeling a little bit quicker than i'd been you know just learning that north life takes some time and got a nice little draft run on a guy and passed him at the checker and thought well that was fun and then as i came around they're motioning me into tech and i thought well boy i really upset somebody i <laughs> did something wrong i must have passed on the yellow and then all of a sudden everybody was running up and said hey that pass was for third place you know, that's the best finish we've had. That's great, great, great. And I thought, well, <laughs> I had no idea, but it sure was fun to stand on the podium and get a get a trophy to take home. That's fantastic. Yeah. So my two laps in a uh, Peugeot wagon rental car, paying my uh, 20 euros at the gate, doesn't doesn't count for the experience in the class. You know, event. it doesn't count for the race, but I tell you what, <laughs> it's an experience that I think anybody that's 
uh, has any interest in motorsports should not pass up the opportunity if given. Uh, and you can do that. I mean, there's numerous days during the course of the year where you can, uh, I think it's I think it's actually 10 euros, Derek, but you can go out and run laps uh, all day long at 10 euros a lap. And uh, you're, you're going to be out there with motorcycles, uh, you know, Vanigans, uh, you know, families in, in little mini buses. And uh, I tell you what, it's a little embarrassing, though, when some uh, wife with her kids in the back in a Vanigan goes by you. And if she's got experience there, she can do that no matter what you're driving. Right. I, uh, I had to, uh, two times, and, and for those listening, if you ever get a chance or anywhere near Cologne, Germany, or Cologne, Germany, as my wife would say, who's from Germany, go do it. It's a fantastic experience. And the, the very first time I did it was the middle of winter. And believe me, the term black ice took on a new meaning. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty wild. Well, at, at first, you know, coming from the United States and how litigious everything is here, and you, you can never get permission to do half of what they do in Europe here because of uh, lawsuits. And I thought, this is insane. How can, how can this continue in this day and age? And the Germans had a very practical answer. They said, we prefer to confine it to this 15-mile or kilometer equivalent area. And there are people who die there every year. But at least they're doing it there rather than in some area where you're going to have cross traffic or school buses or whatever. When you buy your ticket, you sign a release, and you, you take your chances. You pay your money, you take your chances. Yeah, it's a fantastic experience. I really recommend is. it for anybody to do yeah, it. It really is. Well, Vic, we wish you the best of luck as the year goes on. We'll uh, touch base with you a few times over the year and, and see how things are going. Thanks very much, Derek. Appreciate it. And uh, for those listening, uh, the outside noise, we have a piece of uh, metal being uh, cut in half with sparks flying about five feet from us. So... Nothing like bringing you uh, right from the driver's mouth and being right here in the yeah. fabrication Ho- center. Hopefully that's, that's the last piece that they need before they can get me out on track. <laughs> that, that could be the winning piece. Yeah, there we go. Thanks very much, Vic. Thanks, Derek. The Road Racers Podcast would like to have your input. We're always looking to make this a better show, and we'd like to get your feedback. Now, there's two ways to do that. Please call us on our comment line, 206-888-4301. And please let us know which podcast it is you're commenting on. Your comments may be used in upcoming shows. So if you got a good idea and you want to hear yourself on the Road Racers podcast, call us in. Let us know what you think. Again, the number is 206-888-4301. And if you prefer not to have your voice on the show or not to be heard, then you can send us an email. Just do it to feedback at roadracerspodcast.com. Again, that's feedback at roadracerspodcast.com. Now, if you know somebody specifically that should be on this show, please let us know. We want to make this one of the best things you can find out there in the world of motorsports. This is Derek Ross, hoping you've really enjoyed the show. We'll see you at the track. You have been listening to the Road Racers Podcast on Race Remote. Your host has been Derek Ross. To subscribe to the Road Racers Podcast, And for all show notes and more information, you'll find us on the web at www.roadracerspodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes. The Road Racers Podcast is a production of Race Drive Interactive Inc., providing winning interactive solutions for the motorsports industry. Road Racers Podcast is copyright 2008, Race Drive Interactive Inc., All rights are reserved. The Road Racers Podcast is a proud member show of the Race Remote Media Network. Motorsports at its best. No batteries required.
For all the latest shows and updates, please visit www.raceremote.com. For marketing opportunities and more information, call our friendly marketing department at 818-430-RACE or see us on the web at www.raceremote.com. Thanks for supporting motorsports. Now get to a race event and take a friend. I'll see you at the track.